Good evening to you, our listening audience. I'm Elder Leon E. Hatchett from Inner Image Christian Ministries, and welcome to our Elders Podcast. And today I would like to share with you from the topic, Raising the Standard of Our Thinking. We will take a look at the word standard from the vantage point of a level of understanding which causes one to change their way of living or thinking when raised and one might experience freedom. The word says, if the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. And that's recorded over in John 8, 36, uh, 8 chapter and the 36th verse in the King James Version. But I do want to share with you the New American Standard Bible translation of that same verse, John 8, 36. New American Standard Bible records it this way. So if the son sets you free, you really will be free. Freedom is the goal. Freedom is the key to raising the standard of our thinking. It all starts and begins and ends with the word and the interpersonal relationship that one has with God. It's, it's an interpersonal relationship. It's intimate. It's, it's ongoing. It's constant fellowship, one with the other. You being you, the son, or you being the, the servant, you being the friend, you being the lover of God, who's your father. It's a one-on-one -on -one encounter, as I stated, with God of sorts. You do remember with the Apostle Paul, he was on the Damascus Road, and God had a one-on-one -on -one encounter with Paul, and Paul was later converted as a result of him submitting and, and confessing the Lord Jesus Christ, whom he once basically condemned, and he, he was killing Christians. He was at the scene of the crime when Stephen got murdered for confessing and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And that can be found in Acts the ninth chapter, but we won't go there. But in your personal time, do take the time and read Acts 9 in its fullest account so that you can get the full understanding of what Paul does. But here's a verse that I'd like to share with you that really builds the basis of our thought, our discussion today, which is Romans 12 and 2. And it reads this way in the King James. It says, and be not conformed to this world. A key word here. It says, be not conformed. You can't be conformed, meaning you can't be bound by, you can't live in. But the next word, it says, but be ye transformed. So, so you go from confirmation or confirmation or, or being bound by to transformation, meaning there's a conversion that takes place. Transformation, transformation, a metamorphosis of sorts, the renewal of our mind in the transformation process, that's the results. Our mind is renewed. Now move on in the verse, it says that you may prove God wants to prove some things through you. It's just like in Malachi when he discusses the concept of tithing. He says, prove me henwits, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven. And notice that in the early part of that verse, he says, prove me. He tells Timothy, make full proof of your ministry. Now, in Romans 12 and 2, in that latter portion or the C portion or B portion of that verse, it says, prove what is that keyword, good. And here's another keyword, acceptable. And here's another part that goes in the results category, which is the perfect will of God. 
it will it will change the way one views his or herself. On one occasion in the scriptures, they referred to themselves as grasshoppers. He said, who told you you were grasshoppers? So what happens is they morphed into the shadow of thinking who they weren't, what they saw. They saw a few giants and forsaking the freedom and privilege of being with Almighty God on their side, fighting on their behalf. It's like what David had, he faced Goliath, the giant, and he only had five smooth stones and a slingshot. He only took one stone and he pulls it in his slingshot and it sunk right into the middle of the head of the giant. So basically God has shown us all throughout the word of God that if we don't view ourselves or our opposer as being a giant, we're able by the power of God by the authority of God to cast down anything that shall stand before us. It's like what the word says, uh, he says, when we have strongholds, he says, but he says to pull them down according to the knowledge of the word of God. So that's key. That's key. You got to operate constantly in the word of God, in the flow of God, in the will of God, if you will. The word puts it this way over in Numbers 13, and 33 in the King James Version, it says, and we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. Notice nobody told me, but they're thinking. Remember I said, but be ye transformed by the, by the what? The renewing of your mind. So as a result, what they saw they begin to think that they had no power to overcome because it says, and we saw in our own sight, keyword, our own phrase, keyword, key phrase, our, our own sight, we, were, we saw ourselves as grasshoppers and we were, in, as a result of their thinking being off-centered and not within the flow of God, he says, they, they came to the conclusion. That's why we can't be conformed to the, uh, uh, to the world. He says we were in their sight. Now let's ask ourselves a question. How do we see ourselves? Are we mighty in God? Or are we just average? Or are we beneath the poverty line in one's thinking? If you think you're poor, guess what you'll be? If you, you'll be poor. You might not have access to wealth, but if you speak wealth and you live with that kind of thinking and you operate in the will of God in due season, your increase, your overflow will overtake you, says the word over in Deuteronomy 28. You'll be above and not beneath. You'll be the head and not the tail. That's why the word says over in Matthew 6.33, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. All these other things. But it does you no good if all these other things are added to you and you never dealt with your thinking because you won't be able to manage them. You won't be able to be a good steward over those things that God entrusts in your care. So you'll be wasteful. You'll be like the prodigal son. You'll be righteous, if you will, in your living. Uh, but you won't be fruitful 
in your giving or your living because it's better to give than to receive. So even in your receiving, you'll have that ability to give also. That's why the word says over in Philippians 2, he says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. But if you look at the preceding verses, one of the things or the concept that he deals with in this text is he's constantly dealing with how they should look on others and esteem others more highly than themselves. Oh my God, oh, how much better would the world be if we esteemed others more highly than ourselves? And the word does says that we are supposed to love others better than ourselves. Oh my God, yeah. And then one of the things that I noticed is you can't take on the grasshopper mentality. You say grasshopper mentality? Yeah, even from a world standpoint, one of the things that a grasshopper hopper does is it hops and it jumps all over the place. Uh, uh, it hops and it jumps all over. Let me say that one more time to you. It hops and it jumps all over the place. Oh, my God. So what I'm doing is I'm giving you this analogy because that's how our thinking is sometimes when we're not raising the standard, when we're not dealing with with our thinking, when we're not being constantly allowing the perfection of our thinking, uh, transformative work to take place in our thinking constantly, ongoing in our thinking. That's why daily we've got to get in the word of God because daily we die in the flesh. Uh, but we got to raise the standard of our thinking. Lay your hands on yourself. Lay your hands on your mind. Wake up in the mornings and think early. So I seek after thee, Lord. God, deal with my thinking, not just for this moment, but deal with my thinking all day long so I can pull down the strongholds so my mind won't be all over the place, so I can come out of my flesh and not be carnally minded, but I can be spiritually minded so that I can fulfill the very things of God and the will of God in my life so that your glory might be shown in the earth. Oh my God. Yeah, see, because when you deal with your thinking, when you raise the standard of your thinking, you're able to handle crisis moments, if you will, a lot better. You say crisis moments? Yeah, and that's what a lot of what we're dealing with right now is we're dealing with crisis moments. So crisis moments. So what I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna give you a scriptural reference and I'm also going to give you a physical, personal uh, analogy uh, so that you can take both the spirit and weigh it up against what happens to us oftentimes in the natural so that you can apply these very things and be apt and empowered to go do some great living and raise the standard of your thinking. You say, well, what are you talking about, Elder Hatchet? What I'm talking about is how Paul and Silas was able to raise the standard of their thinking. They were shackled. Uh, they were placed in heavy security. Uh, they were locked way down in the inner ward of the prison. Uh, so they were tucked very far away. They, the, the, the cell was dark. It was gloomy. Do your research. It'll blow your mind when you see all of the things that they were dealing with in their uh, imprisonment, if you will. But guess what? Even though they were shackled, even though they were locked down, even though they were heavy guarded, they were yet still 
free in their minds. Oh my God. They were yet still free in their minds. And as a result of their freedom, as a result of their liberalness of thinking, as a result of their transformative thought process, they were able to sing praises unto God in the midst of a crisis. They were able to sing praises. The word says they sung hymns and lifted up praises unto God. And guess what happened? At midnight, their deliverance came forth. At midnight, their breakthrough came forth. Oh my God. So what God is trying to communicate to us, if we go to his word and allow his word to speak to us, is in the midst of our crisis, our midnight is about to come. All you got to do is yet trust in the Lord. The word says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and not to lean unto thine own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him. And the word says, and he shall direct our paths. And their deliverance came so much so that the doors opened up and, and they had to make sure everybody was in their place because they knew as a result, the guards would be killed because these prisoners were now free. Oh my God. But they were already free even when they were yet shackled. I hope you catch that or caught that. Uh, put that in your spiritual glove. Hang that on your spiritual hat. Oh my God. They were yet free even while they were shackled. So now what you're seeing is the physical manifestation, the transformation of their freedom because uh, they wouldn't conform to the shackles, they were yet transformed because they knew God would never leave them nor forsake them. They knew God would honor his word. And that's what we got to do in the midst of this pandemic. That's what we got to do when we're facing hard times, when we're in the midst of a dilemma, when we're in the midst of whatever our crisis mode or situation of circumstances is. We've got to arm ourselves with the thinking that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. All I've got to do is speak uh, to, 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 to this mountain, and this mountain shall be moved. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, because we know that transformation is going to come. One of the things I like in that translation, and it's found over in Acts, the 16th chapter, when you get an opportunity, look at about verses 25 through verses uh, 34. But for time's sake, I can't go there. But look at that particular text, and you see all of the spiritual nuggets that God is trying to show you that I might not even communicate to you. But this is the revelation that he shared with me to share with you for this various moment, for this period of time and season that we have. Oh, my God. Now, the next point that I want to hear before we kick out of here is God's mandate. Oh, my God. Notice that God's mandate. You say God's mandate, Elder Hatchet? Yes, God's mandate for you and I. And that's in Luke 4, 18. And I want you to go all the way through verses 20. And it reads, uh, let me hit the point first. Uh, God's mandate is for us to walk in liberty and serve in liberty. Let me repeat it one more time to you. God's mandate is for us to walk in liberty and serve in liberty. Now, the verses it says, says in the King James, it says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, upon me, up on me, uh, up on me. 
because he have anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He have sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, this is the part that I really like. And it says, after he did all of that, guess what Jesus did? He closed the book. Then you said, oh my God, why you hit that part? You could have just dropped off at verses 18 and 19, but you gave us verse 20. The reason that God, the Holy Spirit, had me go to verse 20, because it says, it says, he closed the book. And that's what some of us have got to do. Some of us have got to close the book on some things. We've got to close some chapters on some things. There's some bad relationships. There's some bad, some way of thinking that we got to rid ourselves of. That stinking thinking. Uh, we got to uh, overcome the opposers and the opposition that we face. Uh, we got to first deal with the enemy that's on the inside of me, the enemy in me. Oh my God. That lets me know sometimes I've got to close the book and shake myself free, shake myself loose of these things so that I can really operate uh, in freedom because I am free. I am free. I am free. I'm liberal uh, because whom the sun is set free is what? Free indeed. So my friend, my beloved, my cousin, my neighbor, my, my, my co-worker, whoever you are, whatever category you follow in, my fellow believer uh, in Christ, even non-believer, because the will of God is for us to preach the gospel to those that are without as well. Because our, our goal and our motto here in his image, uh, our mission statement is to win souls for Christ. And that is, we want you to be free. We want you to be healed. We want you to be delivered. We want you to be transformed in the way that you're thinking, in the way that you think, so that you can possess everything that God has in store for you. God has many promises, and his promises are yea and they are amen. Oh my God. They're from faith to faith and from glory to glory. God has great things in store for us, for he said in the word before he left here in John, he was communicating to us. He said to his apostles, his disciples, he says, greater things you will do. So these miracles that you saw me do merely go, oh my God, because I've done them. I've lived through them. I've walked through them. Uh, greater things you will do. You have access. You have power. You have authority. Uh, Authority. You are the chosen of God. Uh, the word says over in, I believe, Peter, it says that you are a chosen generation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who's called you out of darkness into the marvelous night light. You're no longer the one you used to be. I'm constantly growing. So if you saw me last month, don't charge me up to what I was last month. God is doing a new thing. He's doing a progressive thing. He's doing an ongoing thing, a constant work he's doing in me because he's created in me a clean heart. He's renewing in me the right spirit 
spirit. He And I thank God because he honors my prayer request. Never take your joy away from me, God. Even though I'm locked in, I'm not locked down. I'm just like Paul and Silas. I'm going to sing praises unto God. I'm going to spend time in fellowship and develop a deeper relationship so that when God releases us, when God releases us, when God releases me, oh my God, we're greater, we're operating in more power, we're operating in greater glory, when the spirit of the Lord is upon us, it's up on us, notice I changed that word, we stood a pronouncement upon, I, I pronounce it as up on us, up on us, that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do, he wants to come up on you and possess every fiber, every minute, every process, every being of you, so that it can be, so his will can be performed out of your very loins, so that I told you, you can no longer act in carnal, but you can now be spiritual, even though you're yet in camp and in house in flesh, <laughs> oh my God, he says, because I got another building that's not made with your hands, it's eternal in the heavens, oh my God, and as a result of the father leaving here, I mean, as a result of the son leaving here, he went to prepare a place for me that there I might be also. He said, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you so. So what he's saying, beloved, is I ain't lying. I'm not joking about this thing. This place that I'm going to uh, prepare is literal, is living, is vibrant. Oh my God, when we get to that new heaven and walk down streets paved with gold, walls of jasper, oh my God, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that he is Lord of Lord, King of Kings. I'm waiting to do that. I'm waiting to get there. I'm waiting to praise my God. Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thank God because I raised the standard of my thinking. I raised, I made a concerted effort to deal with the way I think. Oh my God. Because when you get into the process of dealing with the way you're thinking, oh my God, it begins to reverberate. It begins to impact others. It begins to possess itself and, and process itself all through my house. I told you I like analogies. I was dealing with some brothers just the other night on the text. And I said, for 2022, I said, guess what you got to do? I said, you got to write your vision statement, your model for what you're going to do financially, faithfully. Uh, you got to deal with your faith. You got to deal with your finances. Uh, you got to deal with these areas. And I said, guess what you got to do? You got to go back and get your wife on board because this, these were married brothers. It says, and the two shall be one. And I said, write out these financial goals. That's why the word says, write the vision, make it plain, so they that read it might run. Though it tarry, it shall speak and not lie, uh, because I'm believing what I write now, what God has processed, what God has confirmed, what God has given to me in the depths of my heart, because of our fellowship, our relationship, it shall come to pass, and it shall come to pass. It is so, it will be so, it will. Those things that I speak, though they be not as they may, I walk by faith. I walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, he says, now therefore, uh, 
is uh, uh, faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not be seen. Seeing, I'm believing God for the unseen to come to pass because he said if I possess it, uh, if I have this faith, the faith the size of a mustard seed, I can speak to the mountain of lack of provision, knowing that God shall provide. Now I'm closing here. God, my Jehovah Jireh, my provider, my strong tower, my keeper. Now, friend, don't forget to raise the standard of your thinking. Walk in it, be empowered in it, overcome in it, and share it with others. So others, too, can raise the standard of their thinking. Uh, let's close in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this fellowship. We thank you for this opportunity. And we, as a result, we pray that our words have fallen on good ground and it shall bring forth a mighty harvest. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed, my friends, and we'll see you again. We'll talk again. We'll fellowship again. God bless you.